amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio. With me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week, we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. This week, this is Shelley Overton, and you are listening to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio. So, welcome! I am excited to be here with you from my bedroom. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting month, isn't it? And probably into April. But this week, we are going to be talking a little bit about the astrology of what's going on here and current events and how you all are coping. I hope you're all coping well with this shut-in new reality, temporary reality. I think I want to say that because I, I just think that the hyperbolic propaganda that is flying around in the news is overblown. I mean, yes, we have to be responsible. Yes, we have to keep ourselves contained and wash our hands and all of the above. But um, we need to realize that this is not forever. It's not going to be forever. It may be a good part of this year, but it's not going to be forever. And things change. And honestly, um, I wrote down a few points here for what's going on and how it is really a reflection of Saturn and Aquarius. So for those of you who are kind of new to this podcast and to astrology, Saturn is a planet of structure, government, authority, and Aquarius is kind of the anarchist. And Aquarius is unexpected. It's highly intelligent. It wants to do things that are good for the big picture and for the masses, and for the ecology of everything, I've got a list here. Um, things that are happening that are very much associated with Saturn and Aquarius, online classes. Ecology is clearing up. If you haven't heard, um, a lot of the oceans and waterways are 
getting clearer because we are not out and about polluting them right now. And um, I heard that there were swans in the canals in Venice, that there were fish coming back, the water was clearing up, you could actually see into it. And there were even dolphins, which sounds magical to me, <laughs> just having swans and dolphins in the same place. Who wouldn't want that? I've noticed here in Orlando that the sky has been blue and fairly cloud-free for the last week, week and a half, which is really awesome. And um, it's closer to what the kind of weather used to be in Florida, so I'm really happy about that. Um, traffic has calmed down a bit when I go out uh, rarely. I go to Starbucks drive through here, and now, of course, Orange County, where I live in Florida, in Orlando, is going to be uh, shutting, you know, I don't even know what to call it. It's not a lockdown, but it's like an enforced, um, it's a stay-at-home order. Thank you, Juliet. It's a stay-at-home order. So um, they're only letting us go out for food and um essentials and medical, which is kind of how it was anyway. I think it felt a little self-imposed like that. I don't know that I ever remember hearing anyone say specifically in Orlando uh, what the rules were or how it was going to happen. It's just more stay at home and, you know, don't go out unless you absolutely have to, which is kind of the same thing. The only difference is now they're going to enforce it with police on the road. They've had a curfew at 11 o'clock recently when did that go into effect about a week ago a few days ago four days ago uh on your birthday I think, wasn't it so um yeah around the 21st of march we had a curfew at 11 till 5 a.m the 20th okay and so yeah we're experiencing that anyway um my daughter works with shipped and so she's done a few shops until recently um and it's been really crazy it's been a lot of, uh, I shouldn't even say crazy, because that's an overused word, and it's really lost its meaning in a lot. And honestly, I have to tell you, so this is just anecdotal. I'm going to probably be a little more anecdotal today or a little more conversational because it just feels better today. So um, I'm sharing a little bit of my world with you and not strictly astrology this week, but I do have some astrology. Um, anyway, I was watching, uh, <laughs> sorry, Juliet, I hope it doesn't trigger you, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers last night. <laughs> it was interesting watching it because it was um, about alien, alien energy coming down and uh, going into flowers and then the flowers would turn into duplicates of bodies and then the people would leave the body and go into the duplicate and uh, basically the bodies of the original people would dehydrate so I'm watching this and you know I've seen this I saw it when it first came out I've seen it since and I haven't seen it in quite a few years but it's definitely making me nervous and making me see the parallels of the panic and stress going on with an event that affects everybody and so um, yeah everybody is I think dealing with this in their own way obviously we're all coming at it from different perspectives but I am very intuitive and very centered around a spiritual the spiritual life and so when this all started happening 
I got a real strong sense like I'm okay. I don't feel panicky. I don't feel upset. I don't feel scared. I feel like I live my life on a compass that is geared towards creating a stronger immune system. I have a diet that overall, of course, you know, being cooped up with other family members and their dietary uh, energy does affect you. But overall, I mean, it's mostly vegetables. My diet's vegetables, and I'm a vegan, so I eat vegan food. I exercise as often as I can, which right now is just about every day. I go for a, a long walk every morning. And so I have a real strong centeredness in myself, knowing that it's going to be okay. I don't really worry too much. I do responsible things. If I feel like it's getting a little bit too much that, you know, I pay attention to what's going on with the virus. Superficially, I would say I wouldn't say I'm addicted to it. I really want to see what's going on in the world when I go to the news online and I don't get anything but coronavirus. It's really sad that it's just nothing but. And I suppose when everybody is housebound, there probably isn't as much going on in the world. But I will say this, um, they have a rescue package this morning that was passed at 1.30 a.m. in Washington. So I did a chart for that. And that was an interesting chart because it was 19 degrees Sagittarius rising. It happened, like I said, Washington, D.C., March 25th at 1.30 a.m. if you're going to do the chart with me. And so it's 19 degrees of Sagittarius on the horizon and the south node at 3 degrees Capricorn, which is not exactly squaring the sun, but still squaring it by uh, orb. So it's the sun at 5 degrees Aries and the south node at 3, which means it is going to affect the masses because, you know, it's a fate position on the chart. But uh, it's a it's a square energy. So fortunately, and I think I mentioned this multiple times, that I do orary astrology, which is when you look at a chart to determine the outcome of an like an answer to a problem. And so whatever time the question is asked becomes the chart for the question, and you can find answers in that. And I think that does influence my reading style a bit because I. I see how transiting planets can give responses. The aspects in orary astrology give you the conflict or a resolution based on what the moon is. So I do look at some of that. And um, because this bill was passed with the sun at five degrees Aries, the moon just passed being new. When it's a new moon, the moon is at the same degree as the sun. Uh, that happened earlier in the morning. I believe it was uh, oh, it was Tuesday at 5.28 a.m. So we're about a day in after the new moon. So it is a new energy. Um, we did have Saturn go into Aquarius last week, so it's also new there. But um, the moon just passed. The sun means that there is, it's kind of like the moon's doing its own thing, so to speak. It's ahead of the sun, which makes it uh, what I I would deem free range. That's not the term, but um, out of bounds is the term. But, you know, it's out there doing its own thing. So it's the 
what is going to happen. What am, my words are escaping me at this point for some reason. Um, a determinator. You know, it determines how things will culminate, how things will finish. And the moon at 14 degrees of Aries at the time of this bill passing, it was out ahead of what's going on, out ahead of the ego, which is a good thing, actually. And it is in square, though, to Jupiter and Pluto. So, well, it's actually technically just past a square to Jupiter. It's nine degrees, and I use eight-degree orbs. So for those of you um, learning astrology, an orb is a distance on either side. It's a, a range of degrees that make like an arc in the sky with the um, circle. Say, pretend you can see a circle around the Earth. A section of that circle is called an orb. So um, those of you who are in geometry might remember better than those of us who actually I, I did pretty well in geometry which is probably why I do astrology but not everybody does great at math so I'm trying to visually explain to you because I am a visual learner and I find that helps so 8 degrees of a circle a circle is 360 degrees all the way around so 8 degrees is just a small portion of that so when planets are within 8 degrees on either side of connecting then that's called an orb so it's a range, and I use eight degrees on every aspect just because it's the easiest way to do it. I know um, if you want to get into more technical uh, aspects and orbs, there are other degrees that people use in, in different aspects, and that's fine. But I find it it's just easier to use eight degrees, and um, probably because I'm an intuitive astrologer, uh, Years and years and years of being precise, and now I'm much more intuitive. I am not as precise with my astrology. I will admit it, but that probably also comes from years of doing it. It's kind of like when you learn to drive, you're driving the speed limit, but when you've driven for 35 years, you're like, yeah, I know when I can go over and when I can't. So it's kind of like that. <laughs> anyway, um, so this eight degree of orb would put the south node, or excuse me, um, Jupiter, 23 degrees Capricorn, in square to the sun, and or actually the moon, sorry, moon and Jupiter square, but just past that by one degree because it's outside of eight degrees of orb. They're about nine degrees apart from an exact square. I hope that hasn't gotten too convoluted for you, but they are in a receding square orb. So when the bill was passed this morning. The moon had just gotten out of that orb with uh, Jupiter and is 10 degrees away from, and actually I take it back. <laughs> it must be difficult listening to me sometimes. Um, so it's it's just getting too convoluted. I'm not going to go in there. Um, the moon is moving into an exact square, excuse me, not moving away from it. Um, so it's moving closer to a square to Jupiter. So as time goes on, which is relatively quick with the moon, um, it's going to be in a square to Jupiter, which means that there are going to be people in this country who are going to be left out of this bill, and pretty much it's going to be people of foreign culture or uh, immigrants that are not um, documented or workers that are not documented, that kind of thing which is probably obvious, but um, 
Jupiter rules people of foreign culture, and Aries is me, me, me. So there is definitely going to be a disconnect from that, from that connection to immigrants. Um, of course, anybody who's naturalized or green card probably will be included, I'm guessing, but just pointing out the connection. Um, Pluto square to the moon, it's going to be ultimately frustrating for the government. That is the entity that is being squared by the moon. Of course, moon is emotions, but in Aries, moon tends to be much more likely to act out. So if things aren't happening properly, then we are going to be making mention of it. We're absolutely going to be uh, causing stress because there are stress aspects coming in with this particular um, bill that went through. Mercury is in Pisces, and that means that there is definitely a sentimental, emotional aspect to it. Mercury goes back over the degrees that he was retrograding during the retrograde that we just had. And I'm going to just look here. I want to say it's around 12 degrees Pisces that he retrograded at, but I'd have to look it up. So if you give me a second. Um, yeah, 12 degrees and 53 minutes. So until he actually gets to 12 degrees of Pisces, he's still in the shadow. He's still having an effect. And I mentioned this last week or the week before that, the connection of Mercury going retrograde and going back into Aquarius, all of that energy is very much in alignment with this virus. So in my opinion as a professional astrologer, when we get Pisces connections with the planets, we are going to see more um, outbreaks of this, more peaking and that happens when Mars goes into Pisces as well. So I'm just looking here at, at Mars. And Mars goes into Pisces in May. Yeah. End of April, he's at the last degrees of Aquarius. Currently, um, he's about to go into Aquarius. He is in Capricorn, and he's at 26 degrees Capricorn. So he moves in on the 30th of March. To Aquarius, which means he's going to join up with Saturn, which is going to be a really interesting connection because it's going to make Saturn. I mean, Saturn already. Um, I had a friend contact me recently saying, "What happened last week? There were some friends who had a major shift out of nowhere," and I'm like, "Well, it was Saturn into Aquarius, and we feel that up to. Well, I feel it about ten days before it happens, up to two weeks even." People who aren't paying attention may not feel it right away, but maybe they'll get swept up in an aspect like that. Uh, Saturn takes so long to go into a new sign. It's two and a half years through each sign. So when he shifts signs, it's a, a significant influence. And he hasn't been there since 1994. And so uh, he went in in 91, 1991, and he actually exited early 94 for good until now. And so we haven't felt this energy since the early 90s. And currently, we've got Saturn at zero degrees and 13 minutes of Aquarius. As of the end of the month, which is only five days away, Mars will be joining him. So when Mars joins him, we will have this enhanced energy of Aquarius awareness, eclecticism, um, Mars 
joining Saturn means that there is an additional restriction enhanced because Saturn is about restriction. We had all of the quarantine energy really hitting its peak when Saturn went into Aquarius. And as I said, it's only happening for me now. There are probably going to be even more as Mars moves into Aquarius next week. So um, I'm just anticipating what's going to happen, that there will be some, uh, like a peak when Mars hits Saturn. But then again, when he gets out of Aquarius and moves into Pisces, he's going to be joining up with Mercury, if Mercury is still there. Let's see, Mars will take a good part of the month, April, okay, month and a half. So Mercury will probably be out of there. Yeah, Mercury's all the way to Gemini by then, which is an interesting sign as we get to May and Mars going into Pisces because as Mars gets to Pisces, of course, by the end of May, he will be hitting exactly 12 degrees, which is the Mercury retrograde and the coronavirus initiating energy. So by June, I do expect the month of June will be another pulling back of energy again. Um, we'll have Mars joining up with Neptune. Neptune rules um, the spiritual side of things. It rules cocooning in a way because he is the 12th house of the hidden. Having Mars join the ruling planet of the 12th house uh, absolutely tells me that we are all going to be hidden at that point. And I only chuckle out of nerves, not out of amusement and uh, any kind of happiness or joy because it's not per se joyful. But that being said, I absolutely do believe that this is a divinely guided break and pause. Um, being a humanitarian and a person who absolutely adores nature and animals, I would say that this is a huge benefit to the globe as a whole and that we are able to have this pause really bring back a sense of calm and centeredness and get away from a lot of that constant running and grabbing for what is external. We need to go back to our inner compass and Neptune will force us to do that. If we haven't done it yet, Saturn joining up in about four years will do it. Pluto moving into Aquarius will give us an awakening of understanding. Mars this year joining with Neptune will give us this understanding of how we are all connected because Neptune is the body that connects us through emotion to the other side. And Mars joining up with Neptune, it is an end energy. It can definitely mean that people who wanted to retire will absolutely retire by this time. I know um, my kid's dad is considering it, so definitely by that time. Um, and I will tell you just as a general, that chart, my, my ex's chart has, and mine does too, but he's probably more in a position to do it. Um, his son is at 16 Virgo. Neptune just passed that degree, and now Neptune is at 19, but as Mars and Mercury join up with Neptune, that is the retirement energy. It is like a culmination of – you have to understand that Virgo is the worker. 
Virgo is the workaholic sign, probably along with Capricorn. All of the Earth signs are very in the Earth energy about practical value, material-driven things on some level. I would say Virgo is an altruist, and uh, Capricorn is about making sure things get done, and Taurus is about the value of something. What is it valued? So when planets are in an Earth energy, they are more external. They're more about the physical nature and material world. So when Neptune, the ruling planet of the opposite sign to Virgo, goes into its own sign, it's opposing the Virgo planets one by one as it goes through. So it's taking away the ego connection to those planets. So Virgo sun people have been feeling this Neptune, the ones born between, well, let's just say the 20th of the month because it changes every month. But around the 20th of a month is the beginning energy. And so when it gets to 19 degrees, it's about of the month. So ninth or 10th in that vicinity. So you're, you've been feeling it. Virgos have been feeling it. All the ones in the first degrees of the sign up until about 19 degrees. So now we have really had this strong hit to our sense of self. And those who square, the ones with uh, Sagittarius and Gemini, they're going to feel this energy as well. They're going to feel a conflict, and the conflict will be emotional resistance to their drive. So Sagittarius has a physical drive, and Gemini has a mental, uh, verbal, expressive drive. And that's been clamped down if you have planets in those mid-range degrees of Gemini or Sagittarius. So we've been having a harder time expressing our physical desires or our need to connect to other cultures or be on the go with our Sagittarius planets. And our Gemini planets have been really, um, they want to have communication clear and quick, whereas Pisces and Neptune in Pisces and Mercury retrograde in Pisces have been saying, no, you're getting it wrong. You're miscommunicating. You're misquoting. Um, and so it's been kind of a struggle for those four signs, Virgo, Sagittarius, Gemini, and Pisces, maybe not as much. Um, I would say probably the three of the four because Pisces has its ruling planet in its own sign. The struggle for Pisces is that maybe they have to earn a living and they feel like they can't get past their own emotional life or their lack of motivation to go do anything, which is how it's affecting the other planets, the other uh, signs that it squares and opposes. So what Neptune does is it connects us to the collective, the collective consciousness, the subliminal, and the emotional. It connects us to the end energy, the ending energy, culminating energy, as does Capricorn, especially when Saturn was there. Pluto in Capricorn is making us aware of our own fears and the psychological drive, excuse me, that we have in our Capricorn house, in the, the area of the sky that Capricorn rules the day we were born. And so um, as this energy goes through and culminates, we are wrapping up the old story, but 
a lot of the energy is expressed in a chart through people that we attract in. So when we have situations in our lives, those people are representative of this energy. And when the energies wind down, we have people leave our lives for different reasons. They can be just moving away. They can be uh, taking a job away from our job site. So if it's a coworker, we may not see them anymore because they go somewhere else. Uh, they may get married if it is in our house of friendship and then they go off and their house of marriage and partnership is triggered and they can disappear from our lives as friends. Um, we see this energy coming in. Um, I wanted to tell you, it just reminded me of a couple days ago, I woke up and I think it was the morning that Saturn moved in to Aquarius or I knew it was going in that day. I was uh, my daughter's birthday, I guess, and I just woke up and thought, wow, you know, Saturn's moving out of Capricorn into Aquarius, so we're going to probably have a prominent man, male figure uh, pass away, and whatever day it was that I thought of that, I, I expected to look in the news and find somebody prominent had passed, and sure enough, Kenny Rogers had passed. So it's interesting to me, when you see the transits and how they are representative of people, how it happens in the public eye. It can happen in the public eye. You can see which person is affected in their chart when these transits hit. I just found out today Prince Charles has coronavirus. So um, obviously the energy in his chart is a negative aspect. He's, I think he's in his 60s, but I'm pretty sure he was born with Pluto in late degree uh, Leo, which means Pluto in the sky today is in a quincunx 150 degrees away from his natal Pluto. So it is a major life change for him. So I'm I'm kind of going to uh, pay attention to that story just because I want to, I can look up his chart because the royal family always puts the time of births in public domain. So you always know exactly when royalty was born, which is really fortunate for astrologers. Um, anyway, so yeah, anyway, um, I keep saying anyway, sorry, <laughs> I'm a little, little, uh, scattered with all this Pisces energy opposing a lot of my own Virgo. Anyway, I hope you are staying healthy, staying active, finding things to keep busy. I am going to be doing more art. I'm redesigning my website, which I mentioned last week. And this week I've kind of been a little foggy and, um, distracted so hopefully I can focus in and get that done because I really want this new website to go up soon and yeah I am thinking about you you're in my prayers you're in my thoughts I am not taking calls today I'm just going to chit chat but I am taking them next week we are on Wednesdays now so please share the podcast if you know someone who's interested in learning astrology I'm sorry Sorry, I had to cough there. I apologize. Um, anyway, take care. You're in my thoughts. Go check my website out or over on Facebook or Instagram, and we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Shelley. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech. Dot com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at tracyland.com. 
T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to ShellyOverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at astroart.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.